Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Ridgeview Church. My name is Alex Barrett. I'm the lead pastor here. And today we are wrapping up our Here is the Church series. Uh, Hopefully you've been able to join us every week as we've talked about uh, the church here at Ridgeview, the mission that God's given us, and then how we can band together. And uh, if you missed any weeks, I just want to kind of recap this just so we're all on the same page. So here is a series review of Here is the Church. Uh, We started week one uh, talking about uh, the blueprint, God's blueprint for the church. Week two, uh, why bother in the middle of everything we have going on in our lives? Why should we bother to make time and take energy and effort to get involved in the church? Uh, Week three, we talked about a kingdom colony. That is the type of group and the type of people that God wants us to be uh, in the church. Uh, Week four, We talked about directives, the key mandates that God has given us in the church to make a difference uh, in the world. And then last week, week five, we talked about grace and gifts, how we build the church on the grace of God through Jesus Christ. And then also he has equipped us with spiritual gifts to extend that grace to others. And then today we are wrapping up week six, looking at united. How can we be unified as we take all that we've talked about to move forward with the plans that God has given us. So I want to start really back at our mission, uh, specifically our mission statement as a church. Uh, Here's our mission statement. Inviting people to experience refreshing life in Christ. So at the core of our mission is that we always want to be a group that's banding together, looking to invite people to join us with what God is doing. We're not a closed group. We're not a group that's just self-sustaining within ourselves, but we're always looking first and foremost to God to help for help. And then we're looking at how can we include, how can we extend the grace that he's given uh, to others? And so this is the best thing that we can give ourselves to, really inviting people to this refreshing life. That is the real life, the abundant life found in Christ. All of us are searching for something substantial, something that we can give ourselves to, something that gives us purpose and meaning. And in the church, we don't have to look any longer. We have it in the person of Christ. And so that's our mission. And that's what this whole series is built upon. So as we talk about being united, I wanna start with this idea that the mission of the church is a community adventure. Uh, You can't have the mission and it just be an individual pursuit. Certainly in our lives, we want to walk with God. We want to read the scriptures for ourselves. We want to pray to him individually in a personal way. Uh, We want to do life his way in our decisions and in our attitudes. So it's definitely personal and God relates to us as individuals. But the mission of the church is not something that we just do as individuals next to individuals. It's something that we do as a community. And it's this adventure that he calls us to. What I love about Jesus is as I read about his life and his ministry, you find that at the root of what he was always doing, he was always teaching and he was instructing and there was always these teachable moments. But do you know at the root of always what he was doing, he was building a community. He was bringing lives together. He called disciples. He had other followers. He had friends. He had family. And he's bringing this unit together, different lives, different backgrounds, different experiences on one mission. I want to show you a clip uh, from a series called The Chosen. 
which is a fantastic picture of Jesus' life and ministry. If you've not checked it out, I encourage you to do that. There's an app and you can stream it. And it's all been crowdfunded. Basically, people have paid for the production of this show. And it really gives you, I guess, a a personal look at Jesus in in many ways that sometimes we forget. Like as we read the the scripture, sometimes we forget that Jesus, you know, he's relating in a real way. There were these experiences. They're they're laughing together. They're they're crying together. And in this clip, I want you to see uh, just his gathering of people, this community that's being built as he's traveling and taking them uh, to Cana for a wedding. And at this wedding is where he first performed his miracle and and people begin to see, okay, this Jesus, there is something uh, to him. So let's watch this clip. I'm a bit nervous. Come on, don't be nervous. If you're nervous, I'll come on too strong. Don't tell me you're not nervous. I said I was. You said if I'm nervous. I know what I said. I don't want to let him down. I don't want to do it wrong. Come on, we'll probably both do it wrong. It's like fishing. Remember when Dad taught us? Dad didn't teach us anything. We just sat there. And watched. And then it was our turn and we made our own mistakes. (laughs) Can you believe this? Well, you guys are great. Hey. Have you been here long? Oh, yeah. Perfect day for a wedding, huh? Master. Simon. Andrew, Mary, James, John, Thaddeus. But where is, uh... Oh. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Raining figs. Figs? For the journey. Ah, now we won't even need to stop for lunch. Thank you, James. Yes, Master. Ah, two Jameses. How will we solve this dilemma? Well, what if, uh... I go by Big James. Is that acceptable to you, young James? Yes, I think that's fair, Master. And the sense of justice, too, huh? Then it's settled. Now, to the road, my friends. The bride and groom await. Now, I hope you could kind of feel the nuance of, of that, the people relating in a real way. These are, are real people. Jesus was here in time, in space, relating, and he's building a community. I love the way they portray him. This is somebody that, that you would want to, to be around. This is somebody who you'd want to be near. Yes, He's maybe going to challenge you and he's maybe going to talk to you about some things that you need to deal with. But again, he is building this uh, community. So always in Jesus's approach, he spent so much time uh, building the community. The reason this is important is as we here today try to accomplish the mission that God's given us, we realize that that Jesus is doing this to, to really build the church. As the early church was built in the book of Acts, this is after Jesus had ascended back into heaven, you begin to see the beginnings of the Christian movement. So if you take a step back and look how much time Jesus spent building community, then you look at how the community started in the book of Acts, you can see that he was intentional and strategic, and he was building something that would last. In fact, he was building something that lasts to this day. Our church, Ridgeview Church, is connected in the same way through Jesus to this community that's been built over the last 2,000 years. But let's read a scripture in Acts uh, which describes this community. And we've read this before, but I think it, it's helpful to look at again. Acts 2, 46 through 47, it says, And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food 
with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Now, in that scripture, notice what's happening. First, day by day, regularly, the people of God, the church, were coming together. They were coming together in the temple. This was the place of worship. This would be like our church today, like on a Sunday where we gather. But then notice that day by day, they were not only going to the temple, but they were breaking bread in each other's homes. There's this community, again, what Jesus built, extended through his disciples to the disciples from them, to the disciples from them. And you see this expanse. Like this is a movement of a community that do life together. And notice the attitudes. They receive their food with glad and generous hearts. Like there's a sense of when we're together, this is what life's all about. Like I'm not alone. I'm not lonely. I have these friends. I have this family and the family of God that gives real joy uh, to life. They praised God. They had favor with people. People were looking at this church movement, at this community and saying, you know what? There's something to this. There's something to this group. And then notice the expanse. The Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. So day by day they're meeting, regularly they're meeting, and then regularly they're growing. They're expanding. More people are joining this community adventure to proclaim the grace of Jesus Christ to the entire world. And it started here in this early church movement, launched from Jesus' own ministry and investment in the community of men and women that he poured his life into. Now, Further in Acts, you find another description in verse 42. It actually precedes what I just read. And it says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. So I described the benefits. I described the result. But you see in Acts 2.42 here, what were they committing themselves to? They were committing themselves to the teaching. That is what Jesus taught, his commands, the way of the Christian life. And they committed themselves to prayer, praying for each other, praying for the church, praying for those in their community that they were trying to reach. They committed to fellowship, that is serving each other, loving each other, I doing it to you, you doing it to me. That's what they were doing in the early church. And then the breaking of bread and to prayer, there's a sense of like they were remembering, this could be the Lord's Supper, they're remembering Christ's sacrifice. It could also be the breaking of bread, like they share meals together. So in this verse, you see they were committed to these things. It wasn't just having fun and hanging out, although I'm sure they laughed a lot. I'm sure they cried a lot. These were real experiences, but they were committed to really focusing on God's word, doing what the Bible says, the commands of Jesus, living it out in their daily life. And that's the same that we can see here at Ridgeview Church. This community adventure that started through Jesus, we see today in our own church. We see people uh, serving each other. When people move, we see people helping. When there's needs that come up, those needs are met. When someone's in a pinch and need prayer, people are prayed for. This community adventure is the same thing that's happened then, that's the same thing that's happening now. Lives are changed when we come together and focus on being united in Jesus's name. So I want to shift gears on this united and kind of speak a little bit more further to what this means. So here's the key. The key to our mission is to be united on all fronts. Now, I don't know about you, but we all have opinions 
I have opinions about things. You have opinions. Now, you may see yourself as, I'm pretty laid back. I'm not too strong in my opinions. Others of you may say, well, I'm pretty opinionated. And in any group, that's the case. You've got a lot of different viewpoints. You've got a lot of different ways that things could happen. Well, what Jesus hoped is that in the church, although there's different opinions and there's different approaches, that the people of God would come together, again, in Jesus' name, set aside differences, and be united on all these fronts. It doesn't mean that everyone agrees exactly the same every time. We're people. We're a mosaic of personalities and spiritual gifts like we've been talking about. But he desired for us not to operate as these individuals. Now, here's a pic of a silo. For those who are a Joanna and Chip Gain fan, this is from their Magnolia farm here. You see these big uh, kind of tanker looking things. Those are silos that are used to form seed. Now, in the church, what can easily happen in the middle of community, we can end up kind of storing our life in these little containers, And most of the time we could do it as individuals, we could do it as a family, but this idea of like, I'm just going to stay within my own comfort and my own convenience and focus on my own needs. What Jesus hoped is that despite the fact that we are individuals, despite the fact that we have our individual family units, he wants us to break out of these silos where all of the things are contained and and really spread again the grace uh, to each other. One of the last things that, that Jesus did on this earth was he prayed. And he not only prayed for his disciples who he was going to leave and this community that he has built, but did you know that Jesus prayed for you and he prayed for me? He actually prayed for our church. He prayed that we would be united because he knew that the mission is connected to the unity of the people who carry it out. I want to say that again. The mission is tied to the community of the people and the unity of the people who carry it out. Check out this prayer in John 17, verse 20. It says, I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. So I do not ask for these only. He's saying, I'm not just talking about my followers right here and right now. I'm talking about all the followers of me who will come in the later years, in the decades, in the centuries to come. I'm praying for everyone. And then he goes on in verse 21. Notice the prayer. That they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me. And love them even as you loved me. That's so powerful. This is like getting really specific to what's on the heart of Jesus. He's praying that the church will be united. The group of people, the people of God will be united. That they will be one. That although we're many members, again, we form one body. So that we'll be united. We'll be one and that we will be brought to this complete unity. The idea of this perfect unity is that there's a completeness here. Now, our church will never be perfect. No church will ever be perfect. But we can experience a unity in the church that we can't experience anywhere else. Because Jesus, doing the work of the Father, through the Holy Spirit, all the Trinity at work, is unifying us in a way that 
you can't experience outside of God. He's doing this special work in the church. And notice twice in that passage, Jesus is praying that the world will see. So this is tangible, that this unity will make an impact in the world. It will be supernatural. There's something that man cannot do alone. There's something special here. God must be in this. And the world are looking and seeing this. They're taking note of this. And that they will be drawn to it. So in this passage, you see that this is, this is real. This is on the heart of Jesus. Now, to talk about unity, often you have to kind of mirror that with disunity because it's so easy for seeds of disunity to get into our own hearts and into our church. And these are the things that will really slow the work of God. So as we talk about Ridgeview Church, here is the church and being united, uh, here are some signs of disunity that you want to look out for. The first is isolation. That is a sign of disunity. Now, the reason I bring this up is we have been in a season for months now where we have been isolated and cut off from most of our normal relationships, even in the church, even with family, even with, with friends. Now, God is still at work, but he does not want us to operate in an isolated way. So that's just the sign. The more isolated we are, the more disunity can enter. Because it's hard when you're away from people. It's hard to think the best. It's hard to operate out of goodwill because you're in your own world. You're focusing on your own needs. It's easy just to, to just focus on everything you have and forget there's other things going on. There's other people. And that can tend to help us in our perspective. So that's one of them. Another is just grumbling and gossiping. I, I know in this season I've been frustrated it's easy to be frustrated even with church. It's easy to be frustrated at home life. It's easy to be frustrated with your kids. How many of you have been frustrated at school if you have kids in school and at the teachers and at principal, right? It's easy. We can just look at all the things that we don't like about this season. We can look at our own life and even grumble of ourselves and just wish that we could do better or, or change. But anytime you see grumbling and then the extension of that gossiping, talking about that with other people who aren't involved, disunity, the seed of that begins to grow. So you want to watch out for that. Another is just complaining. That's another sign. It's kind of with grumbling, but it's just this sense of, I just can't see the good in the situations. And then the last is just disorder. Things just kind of get chaotic. And so in the church, as the pastor and as other leaders, we want to look out for these things because we want to help people in the middle of the things that they're struggling with, whether they're grumbling or complaining, things that they don't understand, maybe things that are hard, they feel isolated, they feel alone. The role of the church is how do we band together despite our differences? How do we, we really love and accept each other right where we are? And then how do we move with each other on towards this mission that God has called us to? Again, how do we get out of these silos? So as a church, we need to really work hard at this because we've never been isolated like this before. I think the church across the whole world has never been disconnected like it is right now. So we have an opportunity, the whole church, to band together, and then us specifically, Ridgeview Church, to band together to move forward with the mission, being united on all fronts. Here's the good news. Despite what's happened the last few months, it's been very hard as a church. It's been hard for you personally. It's been hard for me. But do you know God is still at work? And he always will be. He has still helped people come to know Christ. In fact, our baptism, which we celebrated two weeks ago, here's a pic of that. We had five people who went public with their faith saying, I have decided to follow Jesus 
and I have new life in him. Isn't that amazing? Praise God on the chat. Praise God for that. We've also had people in groups and getting help and perspective. We've had needs met like I've already described. So God is still at work, but it's time for us with the prayer of Jesus behind us that we will be united, that we will be one, that the many members will form one body. It's time for us to really get back to accomplishing the mission that God has for us. So the rest of the message, I just want to preview my sense of how God wants us to move forward this fall. I want to start by this invitation. And the invitation is this. Let's cross the ridge together. Our name is Ridgeview Church. Ridge stands for uh, our strategy as a church. And you'll see there on the screen the, the strategy. And I won't spend too much time on that. But if you want to know how you can grow a part of Ridgeview Church, here's what you need to do and here's where you need to go. The first is you need to regularly attend a worship service. It's been very difficult to regularly attend when it's online. It's easy to miss it, right? When it's at home, you've got kids around or you've got your chores, you've got all the things that you're going to do. So that's difficult, but we need to still be committed to regularly attend, regularly watching, in person, whatever it is. Uh, the second, invest and invite. We need to be always looking to how can I invite my friends and family to Ridgeview Church and how can I invite them into my life and make an investment so I can share the difference that Jesus has made. We need to develop our life. We need to give time to spending time in the word and in prayer, spiritual disciplines. We need to reach out to get help when we're stuck spiritually. The G, group with others. We need to continue to get in small groups because we actually get larger as we get smaller. We really grow when we focus in these smaller groups for encouragement, for scripture reading, for prayer. And the last, we need to engage by serving. We need to serve each other. We need to serve the church. And so I want to encourage you over this next year, the rest of 2020 into 2021, I want to encourage you to cross the ridge with us, to take these steps in our strategy to say, you know, I'm going to take a step here, whether it's serving, whether it's being in a group, whether it's attending a worship service, I'm going to take a step here. Now, specifically, I want to kind of lay this out. What does it look like? Well, this is going to be in phases. We're going to cross the ridge together, but it starts with phase one. And this is a very important phase. And this is what we're calling it. This is our initiative for phase one. Ridgeview gathering again. It's time for us as a church, united, to gather again. Now, when I say united, it doesn't mean that everyone is ready to gather again. And we understand that. We want you to gather in person at your own pace. Uh, There's some of you that are higher health risk. You still need to be careful. There's some of you that are still concerned for for your your health and your, your safety. And we understand that we want to make room for you. But for everyone who is ready, Whoever is ready to meet in person, it's time for us to gather again. And so I want to describe uh, the three key ways this is going to happen. This is going to take place this month, September, through December. And the focus is we just need to get back to gathering again. We need to get back to being united, to connected. We need to get back to knowing how each other are doing, how we can serve each other, how we can love each other in real practical ways. So we need to move from isolation to engagement with each other. Here's the first way, and I'm really excited about this. Beginning next Sunday, September 20th, we are going to relaunch our weekly services. These are going to be in person on Sunday morning at Olive Grove Park in Rancho. 
Uh, there will be no kid zone. We want families to sit together. It's going to be a four-week trial, so we see how it goes. There's lots of factors with, with weather and all sorts of things. So we're going to take four weeks, 9 a.m. before it gets too hot, to meet together in person for a worship service. I am so excited about this. I want to sing with all of you. I want to dig into God's word with all of you. I want to hear what's going on in your life. I want to pray for you. And the best way for us to do that is in person. And so I want to encourage you next Sunday, join us for our first weekly service on Sunday morning. We're going to meet from September 20th through October 11th. And then we'll reassess. And these are the three things. We're going to be outside. Uh, It's going to be a four-week four-week travel. We're going to pray that God will provide more space. And then the online service uh, is still available for all of you who are not yet ready to meet in person. Now, if you're not yet ready, there is no judgment. Again, we're united. So if you want to stay online, please do engage with that. There'll be people that will be doing that with you. So in-person service at 9 a.m., online service will still be at 10 a.m. Here's the second way that we want to gather again. We're launching a new ministry opportunity called Missional Communities. A practical way that we move from isolation to engagement is that we group with others to do ministry together. The good news with Ridgeview, we have actually grown now where we are not just one church that just does everything together all the time. That's not really functional. We we can't really do that. It's not practical. We're too big. So what we want to do in these missional communities is focus on regional groups who get together to do ministry. Uh, they're going to group together and connect groups. This might be to, to host, uh, to, to lead one. Um, they're going to work on outreach together. This is the investing and inviting. How can we do a barbecue? How can we do a game night or a paint night? How can we, as a missional community, invite our friends and family to get to know Ridgeview Church, but in this smaller way? Missional communities are also going to serve and care for each other uh, in their region. And so we have three regions. We have Rancho Cucamonga, we have North Fontana, and we have North San Bernardino. Pablo and Sammy Rangel are going to lead the Rancho Cucamonga missional community. Joel and Emily Berry are going to lead the North Fontana missional community. And Cameron and Jesse McCullough are going to lead the North San Bernardino missional community. So I encourage you, join a missional community. This is a way that this is a group of people that you're going to focus on to do ministry together. Now, as a church, we're still united. We're still one church, but we're going to focus for a season on doing the mission together in these small groups. Now, if you're in a region and you'd like to be in a different missional community in a different region, that's fine. You have freedom. On the connection card today, you can sign up for whatever missional community you want to be in. So I encourage you to do that. This is a great way to do ministry and to gather again. And then the third is we're going to be relaunching in-person connect groups. For a season, we've just had all groups online. And you know, God has still used those. We've had topic groups, we've had connect groups, we've had life groups. And through this season, that has enabled us to be connected. But again, we believe that there is a difference from meeting in person than online. And we want to encourage those who are ready to meet in person for group, for encouragement. Here's some details about that. Groups will be men and women. Uh, We're also going to be meeting every other week in these groups. Uh, This will help us ease back into gathering This will also free up time for those who are in the missional communities to work together. And also, it's not going to require a child care for you parents. And so if you're in a connect group in this season in person, uh, you'll be meeting every other week. 
If you're a woman, you'll be meeting with women. If you're a man, you'll be meeting with with men. And I, I encourage you to do that. There's something about getting into a connect group where you can get the encouragement that God wants to give you. You can get perspective. You can get a challenge. So again, on that connection card, you can say that I'm interested. And as we roll these out, uh, we will make sure that you're in the loop. And so September 20th, just to recap, we're going to be meeting weekly in person at Olive Grove Park. At the end of September, we're going to be forming these missional communities, and you can sign up today for one of those. At uh, the beginning of October, we're going to start our connect groups. And so let us know that you're interested, and that will help us gauge how many groups that we need to offer. Again, all these things in person will be social distant. If we can't be socially distant, then, then we'll, we'll wear masks. We want to be mindful of that. But at the same time, we want to move forward in gathering together. So that's phase one, Ridgeview Gathering Again. Will you regather with us? If you're ready, I encourage you to do that. You may have been around Ridgeview since the beginning. You may be new since we've been online, but this is a great opportunity to take an on-ramp towards the community of Ridgeview Church. So that's phase one, Ridgeview gathering again. The second phase, and this is just a preview to kind of see where we're headed. The second phase is Ridgeview mobilize and momentum. And this is going to be in 2021, uh, January through May. And we're going to focus on expanding our missional communities. We're going to focusing on growing and asking God to provide a larger indoor space for us. Lord willing, when we can gather again indoors, that we'll have a space that will fit us. And so we're praying for that, that we'll be able to grow into a larger indoor space, Lord willing. And then third, uh, we want to begin planning for large outreach again. People are still a little not sure of big groups and crowds of people. We understand that. But when the time is right, we want to go about trying to reach as many people as we can in these communities. We want to host a, a sports camp again, if that seems to make sense. And so in the new year, in 2021, we want to begin to plan again. How can we build momentum and how can we mobilize together as the church? So what does this mean for you? Well, I hope certainly Jesus' prayer gives you perspective. Jesus prayed for us that we may be united, that we may be one, that we will experience unity that we've never known before. I hope that prayer resonates with you. I also hope that you have a sense that it's time for you to take steps forward. Now again, everyone at your own pace, but if you're ready, I encourage you to do that. And that leads me to next steps. These are just some practical ways that you can this week and in the coming weeks take steps towards being united with us here at Ridgeview Church. Here's the first next step. This is just you telling us, I want to attend the weekly services beginning on September 20th. If that's you and you're ready, will you mark that on the connection card? Again, there's a link there. You just click on that. You fill it out. Go ahead and do that if you haven't yet. Just let us know. I am ready to meet weekly. The second, I want to join a missional community. I've explained a little bit of what those are. And certainly if you sign up, uh, the missional community will get together to to really gather and provide direction uh, for what it will look like. But just take a step. Like, I want to be in a missional community. You can sign up for a specific one. Do that today if that's where you are. Third, if you're ready to commit to membership, we've been talking about this at Ridgeview Church. We actually have a group of people who commit to membership, which say, I want to join the team here. I want to help Ridgeview accomplish their mission in a specific way. We have an Exploring Ridgeview class today, in fact. And it's not too late. If you'd like to come, let us know on that connection card as well. And then last, tonight, we have worship at the park. 
I think this will be a great way as we wrap up this series, as we look at being united, as we look at the directives that God has given us, as we remember the prayer that Jesus prayed on our behalf, we'll come together tonight at 6.30 at Olive Grove Park. That's the same park that we'll be meeting on Sunday mornings. We're gonna worship God together. And so I hope you will join us tonight. I hope you'll take these next steps as you look to join the team and be a part of this group that God has called out here at Ridgeview Church. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your son, Jesus, who prioritized community, who built community, who provided the framework for how you invest your life into others, how you pour out your life. He even did it to death. He even did it to pay the price for our sin. And God, help us in his example to really pour out ourselves for others. God, help us to pour out our life for this community here at Ridgeview Church. God, I pray for unity for us right now as we make decisions, as we move forward. There's so many of us who are at different places, different experiences, different comfort levels. But God, will you unite us? Will you raise up this group right now that we will band together, no matter our differences, that we'll look beyond that to really build the church that you have here at Ridgeview? God, thank you for the work that you've done these past few months. God, we ask that you will continue to multiply the work of our hands in the coming months as we look to gather again. We honor your name, we praise you, and we ask that your kingdom will come here and now. In the name of Jesus, we pray, amen.